1: And what's up everybody, welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that is so secret you probably don't know about it yet, I sure hope <laughs> you're still listening and or watching. Uh, my name is Steve, and with me is a man who has a license to thrill, it's... hell. Uh, yeah, how, are, how are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing great, I, I ha- still have my license to ill all the way back from... <laughs> When the Beastie oh, Boys nice. gave it to me,
2: oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they never took it back. Surprisingly, wow, um, wow, that's weird. They they must not keep good records,
1: I guess. No, no, their licenses. Yeah, they're more into rapping or really not doing much of anything these days. Probably just counting their yeah. money. Uh, but uh, yeah, probably yes. But Different. anyway, anyway, uh, welcome to Obscurity Now, a show where we take a look at obscure media and we decide if it should be tossed into the black hole of obscurity. Or uh, remembered until the end of time, and uh, today we are diving back into the world of '90s animation with uh, James Bond Junior. Uh, yeah, hell, mm-hmm. what's your history with James
2: Bond Jr.? Uh, Junior. Junior, uh, <laughs> nothing really, other than I mean, I remember seeing the commercials for it uh-huh. uh, as a child. Well, uh, and, let's uh, uh, let's back it up then.
1: Like, are you a Bond guy? Are you James Bond guy?
2: I mean, no. I've seen a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're It's okay. I mean, uh, I'm not like a huge James Bond fan by mm-hmm. any means. I've, I've maybe seen like four or five of them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Who's your favorite?
2: Um, I mean, I like uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, mm-hmm. I like GoldenEye. I like Pierce Bronson. Uh, Brosnan. <laughs> <Brazenen. laughs> Brosnan. I like him so much. Listen, Steve, I'm a little hungover from yesterday. You could even say I'm feeling a little yuckola. Um, as one of the characters from James Bond Jr. would say.
0: Oh, God,
2: they
1: did say that. Oh, man. Oh, well, we're going to unpack that later. Well, uh, thank you for asking. I'm a huge. uh, Well, (laughs) I'm not really, I guess. All right. Not that huge anymore. But I basically grew up uh, watching uh, James Bond movies. Like, I remember my parents, they were like, come over here, son, and watch this uh, movie about a guy with wacky gadgets and uh, i watched it and i was uh i was hooked and i used to always they used to have those huge um bond marathons on a tbs uh back in the mm-hmm. 90s and i would usually be there for well I, maybe not all of them but for quite a few uh and actually like pierce brosnan quite a bit um I would say it's either him or Roger Moore because they are in the campiest James Bond movies of them all I would ah, say. Okay. Um I actually find that uh, the new Dan- the Daniel Craig films are are good but they're just so serious like they don't have they don't have like jaws in it. They don't have um you know um they just don't have the camp that uh, that Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan films mm. do. Although Goldeneye is, you know, not very campy, but have you seen Die Another Day? Woo! <laughs> no, no. Oh man, you gotta watch that one. We might, we might have to do an episode of that, or at least like a commentary track or something. Like there's a, there's an awesome sword fight in it, which is why I love it. But then there's a guy. There's a, there's a moment where uh, Bond like parasails, and they're on some sort of like, uh, it's like a hotel made of ice or something, just like. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous over the top. Because they were trying to com- compete with Triple X at the time. You, you remember that film? Oh, my uh, God, yeah. yeah. Vin Diesel. Yeah, there's...
2: Like... Who could forget?
1: <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to dissect James Bond
2: Jr.? Yeah, absolutely, man. Let's uh get in. I thought I had some James Bond reference. <laughs> Let's just do, get into it. All right. <laughs>
0: Presentation.
1: All right, and here we are at the uh, Obscuratron where our lovely uh, James Bond Jr. photo collage is <laughs>
0: playing in
1: front of us. <laughs> and there he is looking super serious with his like with the classic like 90s sort of spiky slash
2: mullet. Right, is that right. how you would uh, describe it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very weird because like I don't know. I, I don't remember. Like, th- this came out in 91, I think, mm-hmm. 91, 92. And I don't remember, like, mullets still being popular. Because, I, I, for me, I thought, I like, mullets, like, like by 88, 89, mm-hmm. they were already kind of, like, you know, not that in fashion anymore. Right. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Well, uh, I would say that it's. um sort of close to the Captain Planet hairstyle which mm. I, I don't know who decided that that you know that that was the popular cartoon hairstyle at the time but um, dude
2: now that you mention it even his face kind of looks a little bit like Captain Planet's face
1: absolutely and um, interesting that you mentioned that this uh, came out in 91 uh, uh, the last James Bond movie just if you want to fit James Bond Jr into the James Bond chronology. Was uh licensed to kill with uh Timothy Dalton back in 1989, and then th- we didn't get another Bond movie until Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan in uh <laughs> in 1995. So I guess they were trying to fill the James Bond void with uh James Bond Jr. And uh, I, guess so. I, d- I don't know about you, but I don't think they
2: succeeded. Uh, spoiler uh, yeah. alert, <laughs> yeah, it was uh. <laughs> not the best cartoon i've watched this year <laughs> eh,
1: well save it to the end buddy
2: um let's see uh I, I i do want to point out though that uh james bond's uh accent mm-hmm. uh it's, it's very his british accent is very fishy sound and it actually caught me off guard because for some reason i thought that they were just gonna have it like an american mm-hmm. uh you know, have played James Bond Jr. or something, sure. so I wasn't expecting to hear any accents. But anyways, the accent is so terrible, oh, yeah. and I looked it up, and the guy that plays him, that does the voice of James mm-hmm. Bond, uh, his name is Corey Burton. Mm-hmm. Well, he was born in California, ah. so he's not British. <laughs> so we, we got you. Why, why you- the accent is very inauthentic. It's because it's not authentic. Well, worse
1: than that, I mean, I guess we should save this till we get to the cast portion, but just how high-pitched it was. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but we'll get to that. All right, so for a full rundown of James Bond Jr., of course, we went to uh, IMDb. And uh, so James Bond Jr., it was basically just one really long season of 65 episodes. I can't believe they got 65 episodes out of this that uh, ran from 91 to 92. Uh, This, we're watching the very first episode, which is brilliantly titled, (laughs) The Beginning.
2: Uh, and obviously, uh, this inspired, uh, Garth Marenghi's yeah. dark place. What's upon
1: uh, a beginning. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I also thought it was funny
1: that, you know, last episode we had Garth Marenghi, which is British comedy. And here we have like, I don't know, faux American British cartoon going on here. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I just thought it was funny that they ended up next to each other. Uh, but anyway, Uh, So, The Beginning appeared uh, September 16th, 1991, Um, and uh, before we get any further, you could actually watch uh, the entire episode on uh, YouTube, Uh, we will link that uh, in the description, Uh, that's where I watched it, I assume that's where you probably watched it yourself. Okay, so first we'll go with a a serious synopsis, Um, and here it is. The nephew of MI6's greatest spy carries on his uncle's legacy by combating a rogues gallery of new and familiar villains with the help of his schoolmates. It should say school chums, I think. Yeah, uh, Yeah. school lads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah schoolyard chums. And uh, the, <laughs> the episode one synopsis is on uh, route to his new school. Uh, Worf, is it? Now, this is one I had a problem with. Is it Warfield Academy? Caulfield? I could never figure it
2: out. I thought it was, I thought it was Warfield. All I'm right, let's finish. go with that.
1: Okay. Warfield Academy. Of course. I just, I copy pasted this off of IMDb, so of course it's Warfield. Uh, Warfield Academy. James Bond Jr. is chased by Scum, who is interested in stealing the Aston Martin DB5. And uh, man, after watching this episode, I feel like Aston Martin must have sponsored the entire 65 episodes of James Bond Jr. Because I mean, the entire episode is basically built around it, and they constantly refer to it in like every yeah. as much as they possibly can.
2: And it's very unusual, you know, to hear a brand. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, name anything. Although it is synonymous. Well. Uh, with James Bond, I mean, after a while, I think they switched to like BMW or something, but I, I'm sure no one cares. But anyway, what's pretty surprising, um, especially giving the quality of this uh, pilot, is the amount of like cartoon veterans that are involved uh, mm-hmm. behind the lens, if you will. Uh, for our directors, we've got uh, Bill Hutton, who worked on like, all right, everybody worked on tons of crap. Here's some yeah. of the highlights. Uh, so Bill Hutton worked on Toxic Crusaders, RoboCop, the cartoon, <laughs> Police Academy, the cartoon, and Pac-Man, the cartoon from 1982. And uh, then we've got a uh, Tony Love. He's also a porn star. It goes without saying. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, he worked on uh, 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, which um, I don't know. I think that one's uh, pretty hilarious because they've got that really annoying. A uh, little Hispanic sidekick
2: in that one. Did you ever watch Thirteen Ghosts of scooby doo Oh, because I'm Hispanic, you think I watched <laughs> that one, Steve? Is that is that what you're implying here? Well, of Steve's, course. I mean, I yeah, just didn't... Steve, my family and I, we ate tacos and we watched uh Well they put <laughs> no, him I've in there.
1: They put him in there for you, you hell. I ah. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I've never even heard of it.
1: Uh, yeah, well, that's because, I don't know, I think it uh, was pretty poorly received. And for some reason, like Vincent Price is in there, or at least a guy doing an impression. Anyway, uh, Tony Love also worked on uh, the original TMNT uh, and Yogi's Treasure Hunt. I don't know why I picked that one. And then we've got, uh, there are one, two, three, five people um, credited as writing this. <laughs> First one is uh Andy Hayward. He's the developer. He worked on Inspector Gadget, uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show and Zelda. Then we've got uh Robbie London. Of course, you gotta have a guy with the last name London work on James Bond Jr. Right, naturally. Uh, he's also a developer. Uh he worked on Cat and Planet, He Man, uh the Alf cartoon, and Hey Vern, it's Ernest. Uh, one of these days we're gonna do an Ernest episode. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd be down for that. Uh, Francis Moss uh, was uh, the writer on uh, Mighty Max at Exo Squad. Uh, hey, and of course, uh, Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Please refer back to uh, our previous episode, TMNT Ripoffs, where we talk about Cowboys of Moo Mesa and <laughs> Biker Mice from Mars. And what was the other one? Street Sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good job, Steve. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I did I'm, not remember that. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. Uh, and then we've got. Uh, <laughs> Ted Peterson, we're almost done here, I promise. Ted Peterson, he worked on Pro Stars, The New Adventures of He-Man. See our previous episode where we compare The New Adventures of He-Man. Uh, I did this all on purpose, I swear. And then uh, Michael G. <laughs> Wilson, who was also the developer. And this actually kind of blew my mind. This guy actually wrote the scripts for real James Bond movies. He did um, a bunch of them. For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and a view to a kill. Um, huh? There, I know it blew. in there. are
2: those are those good James Bond?
1: Yeah, films? I love a, uh, a view to a kill. Is great because Chris Walken is the villain, and um, for your eyes only is good. And I mean, Octopussy. It's it's got everything you need in the name right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's Octopussy on a stick, baby. Um, yeah. Okay. And then, real quick, there's a couple of producers, but the only one of note is uh, Fred Wolf. Who was the executive producer of *Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles*, *Alvin and the Chipmunks*, and *Ducktales*? And uh, why don't you take it away with the uh, the cast, there, brother?
2: Sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump around the. If you're following along on the IMDb page, I don't know why, but I'm gonna <laughs> go a little bit out of order. You'll see why here in a moment. But uh, first, we have uh, hold on, Julian Holloway. Mm-hmm. He plays Mr. Bradford Milbanks, who kind of runs the Warfield School or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. We've got Mona Marshall, plays Tracy Milbanks, which is kind of like the love interest and daughter of uh, the uh, the guy that runs the school. And Mona, um, she is the voice of Sheila Broflovski mm-hmm. uh, in South Park. Oh, uh, nice! Which is crazy. I mean, she has like a ton of credits to mm-hmm. to her name in her IMDb, and most of these people do, um, like hundreds and hundreds of voice acting credits. Right. Uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell, he's Coach Mitchell, which we only see a few times, mm-hmm. at least in the first episode. Jan uh, Rabson plays uh, Jaws, um, who I didn't realize Jaws was like a real James Bond character. Oh yeah, up and oh, Jaws ridiculous. is classic.
1: Oh, he's even in Goldeneye. He is the game. Yeah, I, I
2: haven't seen it like in you know a decade plus. So yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks steve i appreciate <laughs> you letting it slide uh then we got susan silo who plays phoebe farragut uh who i think that was like the friend right of uh tracy milbanks
1: that was like the the, n- the nerdy the, the nerdy girl who's like yeah the nerdy girl, uh,
2: infatuated yeah. with james bond jr okay and then we've got uh cory burton who uh does the voice of uh James Bond Jr. I almost forgot. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And he has like 400 something credits to his name. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I know him as uh, doing the voice in, and don't press anything yet, Star Trek Starfleet Command Orion Pirates video game. (laughs) Uh, It's a 2001 video game that I hadn't heard of until today. Wow. Uh, Then we've got Jeff Bennett, who does the voice of IQ and Scumlord. You may know him from doing several voices in the 1997 video game Star Trek Starfleet Academy. Wow. Uh, Then we've got Simon Templeman, Mm -hmm. who uh, I don't even remember what he did on this show. Uh, What he did. Oh, yeah. He was Trevor. (laughs) Trevor Trevor Noseworthy. Trevor Noseworthy. The fourth. Uh, And uh, you may know him as John Bates, a holodeck character from The Defector, a Star Trek The Next Generation episode and this last one um, it's kind of cheating but I did notice that like Alan Oppenheimer is uh, in later episodes oh nice I think he's like in three and mm-hmm. he's like you know the voice of Skeletor and right. a bunch of other things mm-hmm. uh, but to me he's the Klingon Koroth from Star Trek the next generation <laughs> although he was also in Deep Space Nine and Voyager and that is everybody involved with Star Trek actually there were more people like in later episodes that are involved in Star Trek but I was like this is I, I can't do this we'll be here all day. <laughs> alright here it comes Ah oh no! We've just
0: entered another Star Trek connection! Ah
1: Alright, I'm glad the Star Trek Connection is back. Like we there was a few yeah. episodes where we had uh, none.
2: Um I Yeah that really made up for there were there were a lot and uh <laughs> there were like I, I was just like randomly picking names mm-hmm. from like uh future episodes and I like found like four or five other people who uh right were in like Star Trek episode so this this could have been an all-day situation Steve but
1: <laughs> well thank you for sparing us and I hope you now feel whole again I do um, feel better but uh one uh character you kind of missed and I don't know he's, he's oh. a bit prominent and also a um a reference to uh the actual Bond movies is uh you said uh, Jan Rapson does the voice of Jaws. He also does the voice of uh, Gordon Gordo Leiter. Oh, right, right. Who is the son of Felix Leiter, who was always like uh, James Bond's like CIA like liaison or partner mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. And, of course, he's the surfer dude, as you'll all see, because every cartoon in the 90s had to have a surfer dude. Um, With attitude. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, Steve, did you happen to uh, look up what scum... Uh, the criminal organization, uh, what their name stands for? Uh,
1: I did, but
2: I would love to hear you tell me. Uh, it stands for <laughs> Saboteurs and Criminals United in Mayhem. Yes, mayhem. Oh. So, what do you think happened, Steve? They came up with scum for, for the name, and then they were like, well, we should make that like uh, an acronym, and then they just got, like shoehorned in this name.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel like about as much thought went into naming it Scum as, uh, as this entire script, basically, which is very little thought at all. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, dive right into this. So we start out um, on a beautiful country road. There's a high-speed car chase. One car's hood opens up to reveal a giant laser, and there's, like, no engine in there. So uh, whatever. You can do the math. Uh The white car in front <laughs> hits a ramp uh off of a nearby truck trailer and goes airborne and the other car just sort of gives up. I guess he wasn't going as fast, so he couldn't hit yeah. the ramp. uh The driver of the car in pursuit is revealed to be none other than James Bond Jr. He adjusts his rear view mirror, seeing his pursuer is no longer following and says in a high pitched British accent. Pity they missed their flight. <laughs> I mean, maybe it wasn't
2: that bad, but uh, y- you get it. I think it might have been worse. Like yeah. this Corey Burton guy. Like, d- is he racist against British people? <laughs> like, he's just trying to make them sound like as as you know, wussy as possible. Like, right. I feel like he's like never watched a James Bond movie in his entire life. Um, but he, uh, he may have never heard a British. I feel like somebody told him what a British accent sounds like, but didn't do a British accent, and then he just. Uh, Interpret it based off of a written explanation.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Some computer algorithm figured it out for him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, So now James Bond Jr. is being chased by two motorcycles with rocket launchers mounted to the front. They fire at James, miss, and his car soars off a cliff. The motorcyclists dismount just in time to see their bikes hit by the previous car and pushed off the cliff. I just felt it weird that they... They felt a need to uh, animate that. I don't understand. But yeah. anyway, so a trench-coated man, uh, spoiler alert, it's the scum leader. He exits the car and yells to particularly nobody. The audience, I guess. Goodbye, young Bond. Uh, but of course, Bond's car turns into a plane. I mean, you'd think the scum lord would be used to this kind of crap by now. And he flies right. off into the sunset.
2: Uh, like How weird is it, like, the button excuse me to turn the car into a plane it said like flight conversion right like, right not plane mode or i don't know i just thought that was very strange you know
1: <laughs> now flight
2: conversion yeah they need to talk to
1: whoever named all the gadgets in the bat cave because that was a lot more precise and to the point um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah like so basically this is the cold open all in all it's pretty typical uh James Bond stuff and as I was watching it I almost thought to myself I was I mean aside from the voice like which was awful I was like you know maybe this isn't as bad as I remember like this you know this feels like James Bond like there's action and he's attempting like one-liners here and there I'm like uh maybe this isn't so bad what were your thoughts
2: I mean I thought it was okay for an opener um you know, I I think it, you know, it did what it like set out to. Cuz mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe this won't be so bad. You establish <laughs> who your bad guy is, your big right. bad guy is, you establish you good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that he's got gadgets and whatever, yada yada. Mm-hmm. So it was all right. Um, I thought it went on a little long. Right. But uh right. like they go through like hay and a country <laughs> side and, They
1: really <laughs> want you to know they're in the country.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And
1: then we are treated to the uh James Bond theme song, which I actually didn't think was too terrible. What did you think of it?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was pretty good for like a nineties kids show theme hmm. song. And uh, you know, it still kind of sounds like Bondish. Exactly. I did a good job of exactly kind of making you know, like if I had just heard this song. And without the lyrics, the lyrics tell you, you know, that's Bond or whatever. Right, right. I would be like, oh, that sounds like something from James Bond, kind of. But you know, they upped the tempo and they make it mm-hmm. like something that would be more palatable to children's stupid little ears.
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree one hundred percent. Okay, so now we
2: are. Uh, oh, but Steve, I, I do want to point something out. Sure. That the theme song teaches us. Uh, I pay attention to the lyrics of these like '90s cartoon sure, songs. as Well, you should because there is some serious exposition happening and explanation in this. Like, we find out that he's not... James Bond Jr., he's not James Bond's son. He's his nephew, because he yep. says he learned everything he, kn- he knows from his uncle.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, so I guess we can't have, like, James Bond having, like, a baby or something. Yeah, that, uh, I
1: mean, that's so weird, because, like, I mean, how odd would it be if, like, my brother named his son... Like, well, I guess it would be Steve Honeycutt the third. Or if I, I named my next child, Yahel Velasquez Jr. Like, but right. I mean, we're not related so, in any way. But still, it's like, usually yeah. the way it works is the son becomes the junior. Like, not a right. Ne- like, that's so weird. So
2: maybe maybe James Bond's parents mm-hmm. named both of their sons James. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> that's why <laughs> this kid is also James Bond Jr. Right. Yeah, it, it made... No sense whatsoever, no. Um, but I, I get it. The show is this show is grooming uh, children to become James Bond fans. Sure, like,
1: uh, I could see that. That's the
2: attempt, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, they had, uh,
1: as you can see from our photo collage here, or maybe not see, depending on how you're enjoying the show. Uh, there are quite a few uh, comics, video games, and action figures for James yeah. Bond Junior. Way more than I ever would have imagined.
2: Steve, what's your favorite issue of the James Bond Junior comic book? <laughs>
1: oh i really liked uh number three when they introduce a bunch of diversity (laughs) no no i don't know i don't think i've ever read a single one uh to be honest um but uh yeah um but uh anyway so we are now uh outside of warfield academy um and a stuffy looking professor type stands in front of us. Well, at first I thought they were diverse students, but they're really not. Uh, and uh, they realize someone is late. Um, and uh, James's car slash plane flies over like the group of students, transforms in midair, and slides right into a parking place. Very Zach Morris, if I do say so mm-hmm. myself. Um, yeah. Yeah, nothing um of real note happened there except for I mean it does a good job of just showing that James Bond is one junior is one smooth customer.
2: Yeah, he's real cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. And but so then it's weird because like then later, like the, the the guy that runs the place uh chastises him. And right. He's like, Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I yeah, I probably did deserve to get scolded. Like, huh? What would you fucking do it?
1: Yeah, that and that is in our next scene in the office. Uh uh, professor guy or he's not the professor he's the dean he uh he lectures james bond about being late but and, and yeah this was so weird he's like oh i want to help you by
0: confining you to school grounds for a week
2: uh so right uh, and this comes why into, is james bond at this school yeah he's like a spy or something right, right. He's got yeah like
1: a- why is he well they i guess they try to explain it they're like oh all of our students here are um you know, their parents are important people, so I guess they need to be coddled and taken care of by the, you know, the advanced security system that's at the school or whatever, like...
2: Yeah, <laughs> so I guess, I, I was very confused about what this school is supposed to be, because I assumed at first, oh, this is going to be like a school for like spies. That's or like, what I thought, too. But, but they never say that. No. You know, No. Nope. It's but then the Coach Mitchell guy or whatever, mm-hmm. like, tells him about scum and like that they've stole So it seems like the people that run the school are spies or trained spies, but we never really know what the fuck they do at the school. It's very weird.
1: Yeah, it's vague, super vague um, because I don't know, maybe they just didn't bother to think all that out. Um, so now we're and to be fair, maybe it gets fleshed out in later episodes. Yes. Yeah. There was a, uh, there was a lot of that going on when I was watching. So I was like, I sure hope they explain this later. Um, didn't you watch this growing up? I, I saw a couple episodes. Um, I don't know. I I feel like it was one that was not in heavily rotation. And, uh, and while I was watching it as an adult, I was like, and I probably even thought this, uh, back in 91, why would I watch this when there's, you know, four Ninja Turtles who are like beaten up on Bebop and Rocksteady like every day? Yeah.
2: And plus, you were like already like a hardened uh, James Bond veteran from watching uh, films like Octopus. Uh, (laughs)
1: Yes. Yes. Why? Why my parents let me watch that? I'll never know. Uh, Grizzled
2: young James Bond vet is what they called you at the playground from from what I understand.
1: (laughs) They they just started calling me James Bond in uh, elementary school (laughs) after a while. Uh, But no, like I would have. I mean, I think just hearing the title, I was at least curious because you know it's James Bond but then like watching it yeah well let's just continue uh so now we're outside the school grounds uh James reveals that James Bond is his uncle and uh coach Mitchell shows him around the campus they also explain that Warfield Academy students are all sons and daughters of important people that was basically the only purpose of that scene so now we're inside the dorm, there's a bunch of science stuff all strewn about, and James meets the atypical science slash tech dude in the name of IQ. I don't know if you remember from the couple of James Bond films you watched, but yeah. yeah. Q makes
2: okay. all the gadgets. Just making yeah. sure. And yeah, uh, I even wrote in my notes, of course they have like their own version of Q. And right, like, right. Of course, like Q is this IQ character's grandfather, I think is what they said. Um, right, right. Uh,
1: yeah. So he shows James this uh, green liquid that's supposed. <laughs> this is so random, <laughs> so so stupid. The that's supposed to be able to like uh, boil an egg in like three seconds. Of course, it explodes, and then smooth old James Bond Junior. with his like awesome one liners goes, "I guess the yolk's on us." <laughs> and huh. wah wah, yeah, eye rolling awesome. to say the least. So now we're back outside on the school grounds again IQ shows James his watch that shoots a rocket um, totally based in reality I'm sure um, yeah
2: very tiny rocket that doesn't really do much damage anyway so like what's the point
1: it sh- doesn't it shoot down like a bell pepper or
2: something yeah and I, he eats uh, it? it should sound like a
1: Pepper, yeah, apple—I yeah, yeah.
2: I couldn't really tell what it was supposed to be, to be honest. Right, so, some sort of thing that grew out of a tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so now we're in the war. Well, you know, I, I guess if I guess if James Bond Junior is being accosted by a wild group of produce, <laughs> guys, he can. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be able to get
1: his way out, his, his stuff out of the situation. Mm. So uh, now we're in the Warfield cafeteria uh, where we meet Gordon Leiter, who, as we said before, is the son of Felix Leiter. And he's the typical 90s surfer dude. Um, we also meet Tr- Tracy Milbanks, whose father is the headmaster. Now, wait a minute now. The headmaster is British, Right
2: sometimes
1: and tracy is not <laughs> like this just dawned on me i don't know why it didn't like uh register when i was watching the show but but yeah the headmaster is british yeah i didn't i didn't that's
2: wow i don't know what's going on there but uh maybe he likes his well, I, I guess maybe maybe she was raised in uh california with a uh, cory burton <laughs> and uh, they were best <laughs>
1: friends yeah 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 yeah, yeah. she says uh, getting friendly with her won't help james out in any way and james very purvily says getting friendly with you will be a pleasure no matter who your father is and yeah then, like oh okay. yeah <laughs> and this is where a you know kid friendly cartoon version of james bond doesn't work because like you know james bond is a big time womanizer you can't really do that in the cartoons. Um,
2: it, it, it's like he, he has a couple other like womanizing ish lines. Mm. And the problem is, like you said, it doesn't really work because it both doesn't go too far enough to be like James Bonders, But it also goes too far because it's a kid. Right. <laughs> so, so true. So true. We also like s- later, like later on, he says, um, you know, something about uh, like He doesn't he makes some quip. Uh, when they're trapped on an airplane, that he doesn't find the stewardesses. Uh, there's no stewardesses on this plane. Mm. Uh, he doesn't find the stewardesses very attractive. And it's <laughs> oh. like, okay, how dare you <laughs> like, body weird. shame those stewardesses who aren't even there? Um, right. I don't know. It was just weird. Like we get it. Like like they would like had to establish that James Bond is like a horny ladies right. man, <laughs> um, which is very possible, Steve. Because I when I was researching my Golden Eye video. Uh, I discovered that the license holders of James Bond, I mean, they're very, very strict about the way he's portrayed. Oh, I'm sure. um, And they have, you know, certain requirements Mm. that he needs to have these characteristics and this and that. Um, I mean, most license holders are like that with their IPs. But particularly, like, they're, like, real fucking nutty about it. So (laughs) – I wouldn't surprise me, if I think they're called like Dan Jack or something like that, mm. if uh, they were like, hey, you need to make sure to establish on this kid's show that James Bond wants to fuck
1: James Bond Jr. <laughs> needs to bed at least three women per episode, or else I won't get an erection, uh, is what they'd say. Uh, but anyway. Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, sorry. sorry. Sorry for that. No,
1: no. That's fascinating stuff. Um, then we're, all, I mean, much more fascinating than getting to meet hold on that's uh mi6 flying over right now i don't know if you can hear him or not yeah i hear this sounds a lot like an aston martin going into (laughs) flight conversion (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: yeah i think it's actually a scum helicopter now that you mention it oh Um, okay okay those saboteurs and criminals anyway your your talk about james bond ip is way more interesting than getting to meet uh Phoebe Farabit, the typical 90s geek girl who's smitten with James. Um and then we get to meet I guess uh James's uh, school antagonist in Trevor Knowsworthy the 4th. Like I this is a a character that constantly shows up. I feel like throughout like 90s cartoon shows there's one in um, yeah. Mighty Max. He's like this just snooty half British rich guy or whatever. It's like that guy always has to be there so we can see how much to the, uh, the lead, lead character has, I guess, I don't know. Um, right. But yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, Gordon, of course he goes, he's a total dweeb. And mm-hmm. basically the whole point of that scene was that we got to meet all the, uh, auxiliary characters. Um, so now we're on the soccer field or football. If you're in Europe, um, Trevor trips IQ. Bond confronts him because we have to see that you know, Bond is a defender of the weak. Um it's mm-hmm. revealed that they're being spied upon by Jaws <laughs> who punches a tree in half. <laughs> I mean, that cracked <laughs> me up. Um yeah. scum leader tells Jaws that Bond's Aston Martin contains this electromagnetic pulse, yada yada McGuffin. And uh, he set it up so James Bond Junior himself will deliver it to them. And
2: uh, I I didn't understand like the plan. Uh, oh, it's so stupid! Of, like, so the Aston Martin has like something that will let them freeze some kind of databases yep. uh, in uh, England, I think specifically. Yep. He said mm-hmm. that's exactly um, it. I, I'm like, what? Like, like, you know, like there's other ways, like, like the economy's not going to stop. Well, wh- like, <laughs> well, what's worse than that is
1: like is the steps uh, leading up like to the um, to getting the Aston Martin, which uh, basically <laughs> step one, send a phony message to the school that James Bond has a package from his his uncle at the local post office like apparently they don't have amazon prime well it was 91 so there was no amazon prime (laughs) and i guess the uh, the local postman just doesn't deliver straight to the school um bond has to sneak out of um of warfield academy and uh to do that he has um tracy show him this um Secret uh, compartment and then she just casually tells us that Warfield Academy used to be used to train uh, Anti-intelligent agency or uh, agents
2: um, I don't know and then she also says that her own father doesn't know about the secret. Yeah, yeah, passage. yeah, yeah, uh, but like, the, okay.
1: but the thing that I like best about this whole scene is that uh, So all right to back up a little bit uh, once James realizes he has to, um, actually there's a few things I like. So Tracy tells James the post office called and they have a package for him from his uncle, uh, James, the real James Bond. James says he better pick it up right away. And IQ reminds him he's been confined to school grounds. James, uh, asks if there's any other way out of here. And Tracy says there might be, uh, as long as she can ride in the Aston Martin, because that's all it takes, baby. All you gotta have is one cool yep. ride, and girls will do whatever you want, according to that's James right. Bond Jr.
2: According, <laughs> that's yeah, right. Good, good, good lesson for
1: kids. Absolutely. Uh, and then <laughs> there's one more thing that happens. And uh, okay, so and that's when I wrote, "Is this cartoon brought brought to you by Aston Martin?" Blah blah blah. So IQ says it's against the regulations, James. And this is James awkwardly grabs him like by the arms and pulls him in close. And he goes, let's not worry about that right now. IQ. It was just, it was so just the positioning of them in that scene was,
2: I don't know. James yeah, was so threatening.
1: Awkward. It
2: was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was threatening, somewhat sexual. homoerotic, yeah, well. more erotic. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, See, and you thought there was no diversity in this cartoon. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, um, and then that leads to um, Tracy showing us the the aforementioned package. Uh, and by pa- <laughs> way package, I didn't mean to say package. Uh, I meant to say secret passageway. Um, and while they're investigating the secret passageway, Trevor Knowsworthy is spying on them from a tree. Um, I mean, how did he know to be there at that time? I mean, that's quite a coincidence. But what's even more coincidental, uh, Agent Yehel, is that Gordon mm-hmm. just happens to be underneath him, uh, turns on the sprinkler uh, system, soaking uh, Trevor Noseworthy. Like, how did he know to be there, Yehel? Can you explain that one, please? <laughs> no, no,
2: Steve. But, uh, you know, this is a cartoon where there's a British dad with an American daughter. Uh <laughs> You know, <laughs> there's your diversity. Um, yeah. <laughs> so
1: so then there's a pretty meaningless scene of them driving the Aston Martin, which, again, the Aston Martin people must have demanded it because, I mean, no uh, information is really expounded in that scene. Then they're at the post office. Uh, James goes inside. Tracy stays in the car. Um, James comes out saying um, that there was no package. Jaws steals the Aston Martin. With Tracy still in it, but the best way is how he steals it. Can you explain to me how Jaws steals the Aston Martin? Do you remember S- something very significant and ridiculous happens? Um, I don't.
2: Does he? No, no. Later is when he chooses uh, the Aston Martin.
1: No, no. He. Well, he. There is biting involved. I'll tell you that because his name is Jaws, so he has to bite everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah does he does, does he just like grab it with his mouth i really i generally don't uh, remember maybe i had looked down on my phone or okay.
1: something. okay he um he pulls out like you know how people like hotwire the cars and movies and stuff he mm-hmm. pulls out the wires bites them and then the car just turns on
0: magically
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah because i know he's like hot wires the car again later so right okay. right yeah. and it was already like chewed up okay yeah so that cracked me up
1: um and then now uh James calls uh, Gordon and Phoebe. They show up. I guess it's Gordon's van. He seems like the type who would own a van. Um, Gordon <laughs> shows IQ a bunch of tech stuff that I guess they requested he bring. There happens to be a gadget there that can track the Aston Martin. They follow the Aston Martin to a lair in a mountain. IQ gives James his uh, his watch. Like They make a big deal of it where James is like,
0: oh, but it's your pride and
1: joy. And it's like, a woman's life is at stake here, James Bond Junior. Like, come on, man.
2: Um, By the way, um, th- you know, in that scene, they all they say that like uh, all cars, all MI6 cars have uh, these tracking devices on it. So that means that James Bond Junior. like has a car from MI6, which I, I mean, I guess we could have figure out right because it can turn into a plane, right? But, um. So he's already, like, an agent? Like, like, why is he at this fucking school? Right. See, like, I-, I
1: feel like, I mean, we should probably save it to the end, but why not? I just feel like they kind of missed, like, a big opportunity in here. Like, wouldn't it have been better? All right, Instead of making a guy named James Bond Jr., who's pretty much exactly like James Bond, like, why not show him, like, going through training, like, doubting himself, trying to live up to his great uncle's, like... Right. Uh, like legacy. Like that would have been so much more interesting, but hey, this is what we got. <laughs> um, so, where are we here? Oh, yeah. So, they go into the mountain. IQ gives James the watch. They find an airfield where James is meeting with the scum lord. Um, and in, <laughs> this, this is so dumb. Instead of just driving the Aston Martin onto the cargo plane, for some reason, it's in a truck. Like, so they, I guess they had to do, and they put it in a transport truck. Um, yeah. And, uh, and th- that causes, uh, and then James, he puts something, he puts the green liquid from before in its uh, gas tank, which causes it to uh, overheat. So uh, like, um, Jaws comes out and assists the, um, the driver into checking it out. Then James sneaks into the truck to rescue Tracy. Jaws finds him. And then, you know, usually in the movie, like, this would be the part where I would be like, oh, yeah, James and Jaws are going to, like, fight it out. He just picks him up with one arm, then picks up Tracy Mm -hmm. with one arm, and throws them into the trunk of the Aston Martin. And then they drive the Aston Martin onto a plane.
0: Like, what?
1: (laughs) Whose
2: plan is this?
1: This is the dumbest plan in, (laughs) like, villainy history.
2: And, 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 dude, also, like, with the truck overheating, they... James Bond puts the liquid right in the engine. They drive the truck 10 feet and they're like, the bad guys are like, oh, it overheated. It wouldn't overheat. Like, (laughs) even if you had no coolant in it whatsoever, it's like an overheat, like in 10 feet of driving. What are you talking about? I know. God, it's like,
1: I mean, sure. And I know it's a kid's show, but. But I mean, but you still have to, like, put some quality into it, man, like. You know, yeah. look at Batman the Animated Series that that's going to premiere right. in like a couple. I mean, is it already going on in '91? I don't
2: even remember. But I thought it was '92. Yeah, that, I, feel I mean, that's but I can't want to be wrong.
1: Yeah, well, that's the difference between Batman the Animated Series and James Bond Junior. Uh, but uh, anyway, so now we're on the plane. James uses IQ's watch to escape the trunk. They get in the car. but James realizes the flight conversion is broken. Uh, Jaws runs back to the cockpit, having almost been run over by Bond. Jaws bites the bumper of the car, which just looks hilarious. Uh, Yeah. James and Tracy grab parachutes. Uh, They use a remote to make the car continuously ram into the cockpit. They jump out of the plane, and the plane crashes. Um, And then they have a... They show Jaws. He, like, lands in some hay and... He's. I think he
2: says like he, la- he lands like through like a building like like a like a barn. That
1: happened in one of the movies. I guess they were referencing oh, okay. it. Um, and he just sort of looks up. And and also um, for people who are looking for differences between the cartoon and the show, like Jaws never even uh, speaks until Moonraker. You ever see Moonraker?
2: Uh, no, but I mean, I, I vaguely know what it's about.
1: Well, you should watch. Uh, There's a lot of space in there, so I think you'd love it.
2: Right. <laughs> um, um, so, isn't it weird that, like, James Bond Jr., this is a kid's show, mm-hmm. was trying to murder uh, Scum and Jaws, uh, well, right? I mean, he, I mean that's what he's trying to do, right? He's trying to kill them right. by crashing the plane.
1: Right, and all this because of a, a car. And that's another reason why this, like, show could never really work. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you still have, you know, you have G.I. Joe and Cobra. I mean, they were... Initially trying to kill each other, but none of the lasers ever connected with anyone. So, I mean, if they can make it work with G.I. Joe, then I guess in theory it could work with James Bond if they would have bothered to. Right.
2: But they did, but you know, they did other things like concentrate on the writing, the other writing (laughs) aspects. Yeah. Well, you have to make it
1: good. Like that's the problem. Uh, Right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So that's basically, basically, we're in the final scene here back on Warfield U. Trevor knows where they, tries to get Bond in trouble by showing uh, the dean that Bond had left school grounds. Surprise, surprise! Bond is there. Trevor gets detention instead, and I love like how they're, uh, they they felt a need to show us that IQ helped him up using a uh, an MI6 ladder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, uh, a re- uh, just a <laughs> so regular ladder. Yeah, it's like typical Animal House like stuff. Um, yeah. And then Mr. Mitchell shows up and uh, tells Bond that d- despite being destroyed, there was no electro device in the Aston Martin, rendering the entire like episode
2: Tired. useless. Uh, right. So, so basically, there was no real danger mm-hmm. to the world economy or whatever. Um, the uh, and and then the way that Mitchell says it, he's like, "Oh, we were misinformed, and so was scum." Right. Who is? <laughs> fucking misinforming both of you guys like how did you somebody mixed up their files over at mi6 right <laughs> like,
1: this is almost the uh equivalent of like you know a bunch of like terrible stuff happening in an episode and then james bond jr wakes up and it's all a dream like yeah. it was uh we, we,
2: awful i do want to say uh hello to player 500 500 in the chat said hello welcome um but uh yeah dude like it makes no sense like why Why did they include this thing about the device not even being on the Aston Martin? Because it does nothing for the plot other than to make it feel like you just wasted 20 minutes.
1: (laughs) Like, And that that also makes me wonder, like, I probably should have checked out some other episodes. Like, I wonder if this, like, search for the electromagnetic device carries out, like, over multiple episodes. I have a feeling that it doesn't.
2: Yeah, it's pretty unlikely for a 90s show. i mean the fact that it hit 65 episodes is because they wanted to put into syndication right you know and you know you know how syndication works so that they can air stuff out of order Sure. um so yeah i highly doubt that this was an ongoing uh
1: thing right but, but uh last the last bit of the episode is that um they realized that uh uncle bond sent uh james bond jr basically the uh um car from the sega game outrun so he gets a new car (laughs) at the end a red one and then he drives off into the sunset. and so basically this whole episode should have been retitled how james bond jr ruined one car and then got a new one like that's it that's all that's all that happened
2: (laughs) no consequences for james bond jr Mm -hmm. he uh was uh you know supposed to be at uh not leave the school for mm-hmm. a week as a punishment. Nope. He left the school. Uh, <laughs> destroyed a car. That's fine. Here's a new one. No consequences. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's he's sexually harassing every woman. <laughs> yeah. and sometimes every man he comes I, across. I was going to say, it's like,
1: uh, you know, oh, that's not my child. Like, but you didn't wear a condom. It's like, I'm James Bond Jr. I get away with everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So uh, let's see here some f- uh, final thoughts that, I mean, we pretty much addressed all of them. Like, I mean, overall it has like, it has the beats and, a pl- and the plots of a James Bond movie, but everything else is just terrible. Like uh, the, the additional characters were just 90 stereotypes that were completely uninteresting. James Bond Jr. acts exactly like James Bond Sr. Um, as we said, they could have tried something different. Um, right as just to make it different. Um, let's see. And I mean, when you get right down to it, all right, Bond movies, well, prior to Daniel Craig, like aren't really about, you know, character development or anything like that. It's all about like the action and the and the crazy set pieces. And the action in this wasn't even any good. Like, um, no, it's pretty terrible. Yeah, when Jaws just uh picks up uh bond and tracy and puts them in the trunk like that wasn't cool that wasn't and the the quality of the animation wasn't oh yeah very good even
2: for the 90s -hmm. i thought it was pretty subpar
1: oh i agree completely um yeah they didn't even try to uh make it make it good so any other uh final thoughts about james bond jr
2: uh not really uh, All right, let me uh, I I was we oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, just uh, <laughs> No, no, go no, ahead. No, no, no. we, we 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 can judge it. Uh, I'm prepared All to All right, here, right here comes uh,
1: a bumper. Or that is the question. All right. So, Agent Yahel Velasquez, 0069, uh also known Do you think that James Bond Jr. should be tossed in the pit of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or should it be uh, remembered for the rest of uh, time?
2: No, this is pretty terrible. Uh, We can throw this one out.
1: (laughs) I agree, uh, 100%. Like, despite being a, a big Bond fan, I mean, Bond deserves better than this than this trash, and like. You know there are plenty of other uh, comics that you could read that are not James Bond Jr. Like there were some dark horse ones. I think Dynamite has the project now, but uh, or the IP now. Um, so let me go ahead and let's see, obliterate this. Goodbye, Mr. Bond Jr. The heathens have spoken.
0: You are obliterated.
1: Ah, and that's the last anyone will see of Mr. James Bond Jr. If you happen to come across it, like, in a Google search, you make sure you delete it right away. Obscurity now says so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Yeah, what a disappointing Mm -hmm. uh, cartoon. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always, uh, you know, look forward to that sort of feeling of of nostalgia when we look at these uh, older cartoons, and this just did not have it. Like, even... Like the only thing I even remember, I remember there was one episode. Like I could have sworn I've seen um, uh, maybe this one. I, I mean, how many times does his, pla- his car turn into a plane? I mean, who knows? Throughout 65 issues, but I remember one. He had a a diamond tipped comb that he used to escape from something. Like I mean, mm-hmm. eh, totally forgettable. Whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, S- sounds not great. Uh, this is, like, you know, this is a problem when you're, like, trying to take, like, what is... And, you know, James Bond movies, at least the, from the ones that I've seen, they're not, like, overtly violent right. per se, but they're definitely, like, for grown-ups, right? Sure. And, like, trying to make a kid's property out of it, I just... That's a difficult proposition. It's like making a Rambo cartoon. Wait, didn't they make a Rambo <laughs> yes. cartoon, actually? Yes, they did. Uh, oh, man, maybe we should cover that. Oh, I mean, <laughs>
1: I've got it on the list. Um, I wanted to do, like... Uh, <clears throat> animation or kids cartoons based on rated R properties we've got a uh, RoboCop, Rambo and uh, Toxic Avenger or Toxic Crusaders. Um okay, but uh but yeah, we'll uh figure out how that fits into the to the mix. I'm going to try to track down some more Thanksgiving themed uh stuff. Of course, we already talked about what we will be discussing on the the last Sunday of uh of November. Um so that'll be you remember? You don't have to... Thanks, killing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, I haven't um, seen that in a few years. So uh, maybe, actually, maybe more like 10 years. So I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, for
1: some reason, I think you were the one who turned me on to that franchise. Because isn't there like multiple... I think so. I,
2: I, yeah, I think I randomly came across it on like Netflix. Uh, back when Netflix had like tons of just like random... Trash. Crap you've never, yeah. yeah, heard of. See, you um, got to
1: go to Tubi for the trash these days. They get it right, so right. Much
2: trash. It's so good. <laughs> um,
1: well, like oh, we've almost uh, hit a full hour. Is there anything else you want to talk about? How's uh, how's the video coming?
2: Uh, it's coming along. I'm finally uh, about to start the. Uh, it's coming along. I, I should have it done by uh, November 20th because that's what I told my sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: by sponsor, you mean the, the guy you talked to in AA, right? Yes, yes,
2: yes. Uh, um, no, How long have you been my, sober? My magic. Spoon. Uh, well, uh, this beer is still. Yeah, I finished this beer about a minute ago, so about a minute. Oh, uh,
1: so the program works, is what you're saying.
2: Yes,
1: it's good. <laughs> well, uh, cool. Well, of course, if you uh, didn't tune in for our last uh, episode, I have uh, copies of my comic book teaser uh, ready to go. Uh, so all I need is your email. You can send it to us in the comments or uh, via Twitter or uh, however you want, and I will send you an eight-page teaser of uh, my comic, Escape to Earth. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think that. Do you still have the uh, preview of the the cover
2: uh, so that we can uh, oh, see you- it?
1: Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Here, let's uh, come on, Steve. Come I on, hope get it it's together. still there. Let's see. Ba, 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 ba. why would i take it away i took it away what an idiot
2: do you not like your own uh, comics, <laughs> <Steve>? uh- <laughs> right, let me uh, let me grab it real
1: quick uh, let's see where is it <laughs> it's not even here in the oh now you, you need a marketing department steve uh- <laughs> oh man that would be awesome um okay Have you uh, played any good video games
2: lately? Uh no, nothing new lately, man. I've just been busy with uh trying to like work on this video. Um the, the last video game I played, it's not even new, is um Wolfenstein Wolfenstein to the new Colossus. Oh, I love uh, those. Which is really good. Yeah, yeah, I love those. Um it got a little like I don't know, like the last couple hours kind of felt like they dragged on a bit, but uh, mm-hmm. it's still pretty good. Okay. all right here it is
1: oh man that's massive <laughs> um yeah i uh i got cruising um cruising blast for uh oh, I heard that. that's awesome i love it i i've played it in the arcade before and uh yeah that's just a fun game i like arcade racers even though i'm not like a car guy in the slightest but uh arcade racers are okay
2: any minute now come on you bastard <laughs> that's right if you send your email to steve you too <laughs> can get uh a giant uh file sent to you with uh
1: oh that's not even the right stuff. logo but uh whatever you get the idea there it is escape to earth it's gonna hopefully conquer the earth once i get around to uh doing a crowdfunder. it's gonna blow your mind especially if you like dinosaurs any <laughs> sure, I was, I was expecting you to say something, I don't know what. Uh,
2: I, I, I don't have, I don't really have strong feelings about dinosaurs one way or another. I'm you know, uh, they're, 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 they're fine, I guess. Uh- <laughs> Did you
1: ever watch and this is this might be another episode, uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs? Um, another yes. 90s, I love that show. In fact, yeah, I would say it's uh, probably slightly influential on this comic in a way. Um, Nice. But, uh,
2: player, but yeah, uh, I should, I should, I missed a couple of chat messages from player 500, mm-hmm. 500. Uh, he's been playing games or he or she, uh, I played far cry six, which I heard is really good. Uh, and of, in reference to your comic book, Steve, uh, they said, looks cool.
1: Thanks. Uh, yeah. Send us, um, your email, as I said, either in the comments or
0: on Twitter or, you know, you can even put it in the chat. I'll send it to you. I'm desperate to send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> however you want it i'll give it to you i'll give it to you
2: good yeah i'm, uh, I'm gonna read it uh as soon as we're done here actually since i <laughs> only got my copy today Oh, uh, one
1: last thing um if anyone wants to be our 10th follower on twitter or not twitter twitch twitch if anyone wants to be our 10th follower on twitch then uh we'll give you thoughts and prayers um of course we have we have way more on youtube but i just thought if if you wanted to help us break uh, double digits then uh then that would be awesome but uh anyway i think that is it for this uh episode of obscurity now um i don't think we've decided what we're gonna do for next week yet um but uh Stay tuned to the Twitter, and uh, we'll let you know. And, of course, if you came in late or you needed to leave, you can always check um, on Monday. There will be the video on YouTube as well as the podcast to listen to. Anything else you have before we sign off?
2: No, no. Uh, just everybody uh, go buy. Actually, don't buy any Magic Spoon cereal. Wait till <laughs> you get my code so I'm allowed to give my code out for your discount. Mm-hmm. you shill but that's great Uh, dude uh, in all seriousness the Magic Spoon cereal like I think I told you they sent me like a big box of like all the flavors Mm. they're really good I am genuinely in fact I kind of wish I didn't like it as much as I do because it makes me enthusiastic to talk about it and then it sounds like I'm lying (laughs) uh, in a strange way right like I'm like too into it I just assume that everything you say is a lie
1: well Steve you're (laughs) a great friend (laughs) (laughs) ah yes that's friendship ladies and gentlemen all right uh Uh, yeah yeah, let's get out of here okay uh we'll see you next week on obscurity
0: now you've been enjoying obscurity now a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to twitch and youtube Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.